see here is a clear violation of one, the right to privacy of Tiwonge and uh, Stephen. The position of Greenpeace is that it's been a disappointing meeting. Well, good morning. Thank you for joining us right here on Channel Africa, giving you the African perspective. Uh, Thank you for joining us here on African Dialogue. From Monday to Thursday, we look at the big conversations on the African continent. Thank you for joining us on our shortwave service. We're also on DSTV. You can also stream us on our website. Uh, Just a reminder that uh, you can also find us uh, on our phone app. You just go to the Google App Store and you just download the Channel Africa app where you can listen to us. Well, today on the program, we look at the political situation in Zimbabwe following the axing of the country's vice president, Emerson uh, Dambuzo Manangangwa. Uh, Well, we're going to be looking at this issue because there seems to be a succession debate that's taking place in Zimbabwe. Zimbabwe's president, Robert Mugabe, has fired his vice president, Emerson Dambuzo Manangangwa, after they accused uh, uh, Manangangwa, he accused Manangangwa of fanning factionalism in ZANU-PF and plotting to overthrow uh, the 93-year-old ruling party leader. This came just a day after the first lady reportedly declared that the under-fire vice president should be gone from both the government and ZANU-PF since uh, uh, and or before the Congress that is taking place in December. Uh, this move has been seen by some as clearing the way for President Mugabe's wife, Grace Mugabe, to succeed him. Well, joining us on the line, we've got uh, uh, Simon Muchemwa, who's a Channel Africa correspondent, as well as uh, Dr. William Bofu, who's a political analyst, joining us today. Let me start with you, Simon, in terms of the whereabouts of the former Vice President Emerson uh, Manangagwa. Do we know where he is currently? There are those who speculate that he is in South Africa. Uh, there is so much speculation over the whereabouts of the former vice president of um, Zimbabwe, Dr. Emerson Dambuzo Munangagwa. Currently, a lot of people were saying that uh, he could have been in South Africa uh, after having fled Zimbabwe uh, due to some um, threats uh, on his life and the family. But uh, over the weekend, we also received news that uh, you could have gone to China. Uh, by the way, you would find that Emerson um, Nangagwa has got so, so much relations or good relations with countries such as China and Russia because he worked very closely with those countries during the liberation struggle. Mm. So his whereabouts at the moment are uh, an issue of concern because a lot of people don't even really know where he is, but um, from what we know and what we are gathering, even from the sources that we have, it, it is true that um, Nangagwa hit the border and he went to South Africa, but now we are hearing that he could be in China. Someone staying with you before I move on uh, to the professor. Is there still any clarity on the reasons why he was fired? And what is the response from the ZANU-PF party and also ordinary people on the ground around uh, uh, the axing of Emerson? Uh, 
Um, I think there what are so we many need... issues. Go ahead, Simon. I'm going to come to you, Professor. Just hold on there for me. Uh, uh, continue there, Simon. All right. I'm saying there were so many issues which were actually said during the rallies at ZANU-CF mm. uh, as to why Emerson Mnangago was supposed to, to be taken away or fired or edged from ZANU-CF as well as government. Mm. The first issue from what Grace Mugabe was saying is that uh, uh, he had uh, presidential aspirations and uh, Robert Mugabe has always uh, since 1980, never liked or never wanted to work with anybody under him who mm. would have aspirations to actually succeed him or even to overthrow him. The same happened to Joyce Mujuru. The second reason was that uh, now uh, Robert Mugabe appears to be too old. He's now 93 years old and next year he's also vying for presidency uh, in the next uh, uh, elections. Uh, there, there are two factions which are being uh, said to be active in ZANU-PF. The first one is Lacoste, the one which uh, some say is being led by Emerson Mnangagwa, and the other one is uh, General, uh, Generation 40, which is being led by Grace Mugabe. These two factions are mm. fighting fiercely, and uh, because Grace Mugabe is Robert Mugabe's wife, mm. you now find that uh, the G40 faction has got an upper hand over Lacoste, and that's the other reason why we found uh, Amazon Nangagwa being fired from being vice president because he was sort of a threat mm. to Grace Mugabe's aspiration of actually succeeding a husband becoming a dynasty. Mm. Let me move to uh, Dr. William Bofu. Let me correct myself from uh, the fact that I uh, refer to him as Professor. Uh, Dr. Bofu, let me come to you. This uh, particular axing of uh, uh, Manangangwa also comes uh, just before the extraordinary ZANU-PF Congress in December. Uh, from your perspective, what are you reading from uh, just some of uh, these dynamics that we've been talking about uh, with uh, Simon Muchemu? Yeah, I think what must not obscure uh, our view is uh, the so-called factions mm. and the so-called personalities that are supposed to be leading them. Sure. Uh, in the past uh, three years, uh, there's a, a, pol- a political cultural change that has been taking place within ZANPF. Uh, two political cultural forces that have been uh, confronting each other. That is the group that believes in politics as war, people that believe in violence, and people that do not believe in violence. Um, if you study closely Chris Mugabe herself, what the factors that pushed her into politics are not as simple as um, ambition or the drive for political power, but fear of reprisals or punishment or persecution when Robert Mkabe is going for her and for her family. That's why you find that uh, her so-called faction is populated by youth and populated by women. There's a way in which people like Nangakwa, who have been in the forefront of violence, uh, who have been perpetrated massacres, political violence like in 2008, are definitely under assault in ZANPF. The war veterans that have been used to persecute Zimbabweans, to beat them and to burn their homes, are also under attack in ZANPF. So forget a little about personalities and uh, groups and look at political culture. 
the politicians that believe in violence are certainly under assault in violence and that assault correctly is being led by Grace Mugabe and that assault is based on the fear of the young generation the fear by women that the culture of genocide political violence that Mugabe and people like Nangako are leaving behind cannot sustain a future in Zimbabwe so let's not just be blinded by personalities and groups but let's look at political culture it's also very important. Mm. Dr. Mpofu, with that said, is it really uh, a valid point to stick to the fact that a Grace Mugabe could be one that uh, creates a new offshoot from the historical violence that we've seen within uh, the ZANU-PF uh, style of politics because a lot of people uh, associate him directly to uh, the current president, uh, uh, Robert Mugabe, and that very strong relation between the two, the fact that they are husband and wife, is a very much of a huge dynamic. And also the time that he was, she was in South Africa, she had a case whereby there was an alleged attack on uh, a young girl in Johannesburg and the case is still pending to this day. So to those sentiments, some people would say maybe Grace wouldn't be the candidate to see an offshoot away from that type of politics? Uh, if, you, if you can get it, this is a terrified woman, mm. uh, afraid for herself, afraid for her children, and do not uh, uh, obscure it that she is not entirely in agreement with Robert Mkazi. She is where she is right now, not just because of Robert Mkazi, but also in spite of him, she, she has fought to achieve what she has achieved politically, much against Robert Mkabe. And, and this, this drama where Robert Mkabe is found now fighting with his wartime comrades, fighting with his allies uh, during the genocide period, is not because of persuasion by Grace, but also force. Mm. Uh, the struggles that she's been fighting uh, with Mkabe and with his generation. Well, I want to bring that to you, Simon. The feeling around uh, uh, Grace uh, Mugabe actually taking on the reins of Robert Mugabe. Are as people as uh, optimistic or as giving this different view that Dr. Mbofu is highlighting here that she could actually represent a new era of the style of ZANU-PF? Or are people seeing her as uh, a, an extension of, of Robert Mugabe? On the ground, what are people saying in terms of seeing this dynamic of uh, um, Grace Mugabe coming into the center of ZANU-PF politics? Um, it, if, if the truth were, were to be said, uh, definitely Grace Mugabe is now positioned for takeover from Robert Mugabe as it stands right now, because she has managed to deal with her enemies, uh, the, the ones who worked closely with the war veterans like what uh, the doctor has said, and uh, those who called themselves liberation uh, uh, struggle fighters. Uh, some of the big gurus in ZANU-PF who thought maybe if Robert Mugabe were to go any time now, they would take over. Grace Mugabe has managed to fight those guys, and she has actually managed uh, to position herself to such, an, to such an extent that if ever anything were to happen to Robert Mugabe, he's now in a, a position whereby she can take over. And this is one thing that 
so many people are now looking at. Mm. They are saying that uh, Robert Mugabe on one side is the president. He's 93 years old at the moment. And uh, Grace Mugabe is 52, almost 53 now. And by the time maybe she, she, she succeeds the husband, maybe he's around 55 or even just below 60. Some people don't really care much because they are saying for as long as there is somebody younger who is coming in, uh, apart from Robert Mugabe, maybe that is likely going to change the economy of Zimbabwe, the dynamic politically in Zimbabwe. But we have got another people. Uh, or another group of people who are also saying that uh, for as long as it is somebody who is coming from within the family of Robert Mugabe, Grace Mugabe, Robert Mugabe, or, or anyone who is related to him, they don't want to have anything to do with those people. Hmm. So they would rather block those people because it is now sort of becoming a family affair. Whereas Zimbabwe hmm. has got quite a number of learned youngsters who are able-bodied, who are very dynamic and who can actually lead this country. Then we've got another group of people who are actually saying that um, we don't care who comes in. We don't care uh, whether it's Grace Mugabe. For as long as the bread and butter issues are dealt with, whether it's Emerson Mnangagwa or Grace Mugabe. Mm. So the Grace Mugabe to a certain extent the issue that she uh, the, the, way, the way the matter is being handled by people by her rise to power, uh, to fame and so forth. There is a mixed feeling among the Zimbabweans. Women, some of them are sort of confused. They don't mm. really know whether to support her or not. But mm. the, uh, among the general populace, you find that uh, most people are sort of uh, treating her as a source of fun, as a source of um, sort of jokes on mm. social media mm. because of the way she speaks. <laughs> when she goes on, uh, on, um, on the podium, mm. the way she speaks is not coherent mm. enough. And most of the time you find that she is always uh, uh, castigating people, uh, gassing people in public, which is a new uh, way of doing politics in Zimbabwe that has not always been there during the time Robert Mugabe, Emerson Mnangagwa and his fellows were running Zanuti. Well, stay with me there, Simon. Stay with me, Dr. Mpofu. I've got on the line Simon Muchemo, who is Channel Africa's well-trusted correspondent in Zimbabwe, Dr. William Bofu as well, our political analyst looking at the Zimbabwean situation with us uh, for this hour today here on African Dialogue. When we come back, I'd like to look at uh, the issue of Emerson Nangangwa just a little bit because he does have a lot of veteran support within the structures of ZANU-PF. Uh, uh, the fact that he is in exile currently, does that leave him out of the equation? I also would like to look at opposition parties in terms of their strength right now moving forward in terms of the redefinition as was highlighted by both of our guests of Zanupi have trying to create an image of a new era of the party uh, where's Joyce uh, Mujuru has she garnered enough uh, political uh, uh, advancement uh, with her own political party? Morgan Chang has been out of the political conversation in Zimbabwe for a very, very long time. What does that mean for the movement for democratic change? Let's take a quick one and then we'll be break up, back after this. This is Channel Africa, South Africa's official international public radio station on shortwave, internet and satellite. 
from an African perspective. Guess what? You can now listen to Channel Africa using Silozi, Chinyanja, Kiswahili, Portuguese, French and English, giving you an African perspective. Hi, my name is Tandalunyan Zovo and you are listening to Channel Africa. We are Channel Africa from an African perspective. Channel Africa, bringing you the African perspective. That's who we are, giving you the African perspective. This is African Dialogue from Monday to Thursday, giving you the big conversations on the African content, uh, giving you uh, the best uh, experts uh, who are knowledgeable about the issues to give us context about what's happening on the ground when it comes to various issues on the African continent. Well, today we're zooming into the politics of Zimbabwe after uh, the exiling of Emerson Dambuzo Manangagwa, who was the Vice President of Zimbabwe. We're hearing talks that uh, uh, Grace Mugabe, the wife of the current president, is being put into the center of uh, the succession conversation, especially as uh, put forward as the next uh, possible president of uh, Zimbabwe. Well, before we go back to our conversation with our guests on the line, I want them to also listen to this and we'll uh, get their commentary and their views on this conversation. Uh, The Zimbabwe uh, National Liberation War Veterans Association is urging former Vice President Emerson Nangangwa to cut ties with President Robert Mugabe after he was removed from his cabinet. The association aligned with Manangagwa uh, says there is no longer future within the ruling party and it has regrouped to stop President Robert Mugabe from making Zimbabwe his personal property. Mugabe's relationship with the ex-fighters has hit an all-time low over the differences on how to deal with the ruling party's contention succession issue. While the war veterans want Nanangagwa to succeed Mugabe, a faction that goes by the moniker Generation 40 is fiercely opposed to the vice president taking over from the ZANU-PF leader, preferring Defense Minister Sidney Sekeramai instead. Listen to the spokesperson of Zimbabwe National War Veterans Association, Douglas Mahia, as he explains. Initially, Zimbabwe, uh, under colonial rule, needed to be liberated, and they formed an army to liberate themselves, that is Zandla and Zipra. It had a particular pattern of thinking. It had a particular way of interpreting its revolutionary principles. And its revolutionary principles were borrowed from countries that were friendly uh, to, to, to our armed struggle. And then that meant we agreed on certain positions. And the positions never accepted the question of one main rule or a family rule or a dynasty which is being funded by Robert Mugabe today because it had it needed the people to, to, to take a position or decide on any such big matters as the matter of sacking a vice president, the number one soldier of the revolution of Zimbabwe. Now, the War Veterans Association has urged Emerson Monangagwa to cut ties with President Robert Mugabe and ZANU-PF party because, and I quote, there is no future in the ruling party for the Midlands godfather. Why are you only raising these matters now, Mr. Mahia? Some would say Zimbabwe has latched from one crisis to another yeah. because of what yeah. is perceived to be a lack of leadership, uh, particularly yeah. from the ruling party. A, a revolution is not an event. It is a process. And what, if something is a process, it requires time and it required human uh, uh, human involvement. And human involvement is not 
perfect and we had given time to the president uh, to be able to correct any mistakes as a human being but to us it seems that he has failed and seems to have confirmed what we uh, identified as uh, the enemy's machinations in the, in the politics of Zimbabwe. Let me tell you this story sure. that we are aware that he was knighted by the British because he had won battles for the British. What are these battles? The battles are how he handled the, the, the fighters from the liberation struggle to independence to where we are. So we are aware about what happened. Robert Mugabe is a British project. He has been brought up by the Jesuits. He has been identified by uh, security agencies and recommended to become a president years before. But because one, we were young. Two, nobody had seen that, actually identified these fallacies. But today, we have seen that he is totally committed to a dynasty against the wishes of the people. Well, that's the voice of Douglas Mahia, spokesperson of the Zimbabwe War Veterans Association, speaking there on the line from Harare, Zimbabwe, talking to Channel Africa's Kumbelo Munzalele, one of the most hardworking journalists in our news team there, speaking to Douglas. I think we've cut someone there on the line. I'm not sure if it's Simon or who. I can hear uh, that interruption on the line. But let me see if I still have Dr. William Bofu on the line, who's been speaking to us. Uh, Dr. Tampofu, are you there with us? I'm here. Thank you. Okay, fantastic. I think we've lost Simon there. But let, let me start this part of the conversation with you. As you heard in that conversation, the emphasis is looking at the Zimbabwe National Liberation War Veterans uh, Association, urging former Vice President Emerson Nangangwa to cut his ties off uh, with President Robert Mugabe and ZANU-PF. Do you see that move taking place right now? Do you see the oldies actually moving away from ZANU-PF, maybe creating and forcing their own opposition party? Uh, actually, what is interesting is that uh, uh, Dr. Ma, uh, uh, Mr. Mahia himself uh, and uh, Emerson Mnangakwa, they are not coming into this space with uh, clean hands. He is a war veteran uh, coming from an organization that has butchered Zimbabweans. Uh, Emerson Mnangakwa himself might be in exile today and in hiding today. He is not an innocent man. He spearheaded uh, the genocide that killed more than 20,000 people in Matabeleland. He is called the butcher of Matabeleland. These bitter men like Douglas, like Mahia, uh, bitter men like Emerson Nangakwa are not angels. And they are now pretending that they are innocent people that have been violated by Robert Mkabe. But they are actually not. All the evil that Mugabe has done, all the murders, the massacres, uh, the beatings of people of Zimbabwe, the dispossessions, have been uh, carried out, instrumentalized, fronted by people like Mahia, led by people like Emerson Nangakwa. So these are not our new angels. These are butchers. These are genocides. A people that have got blood in their hands. And uh, they are a minority. Mm. As I speak today, Grace Mugabe is a very popular with many Zimbabweans for being able to stand up to these men and picking them up and being able to push Mugabe to expel them from the party. They might speak loudly, but they are not many. 
Mm. Well, is this purge actually not a contradiction in itself? Let me bring in our other guest who's just joining us now on the line, Dr. Webster Zambara, Senior Project Leader at the Institute of Justice and Reconciliation. There are definitely many, many contradictions within ZANU-PF, as was highlighted there by uh, Dr. William Bofu, uh, Dr. Zambara. It seems like uh, uh, there is this purge that is headed by uh, Grace Mugabe, Grace Mugabe, is she as uh, innocent in this entire um, chess game as we think she is? Uh, Good morning and uh, good morning to your listeners. I I think, uh, like you said said earlier, the, the confusion around what's happening in Zimbabwe is much broader. Uh, and, and Grace Mugabe, uh, besides her being uh, the first lady, she does not have the historical baggage that my colleague Mpofu has just alluded to. Uh, although uh, she, she, she is somebody who is still quite new in, in politics itself directly, although being a wife of the president, she would be at the center. But I see here a game of numbers. If you look at the strategy in the past few years, Grace Mugabe has targeted the youth, and uh, the game of numbers would give that youth constitute a bigger uh, percentage of the population than the war veterans. The war veterans are divided, the war veterans are very old, and mostly poor and disorganized, such that I think they have used their political use by date in terms of Mugabe and, uh, uh, and Grace Mugabe. Well, with that being said, will she be able to actually distinguish herself from her husband? Because, uh, you know, Robert Mugabe is aligned to these veterans as much as we'd like to dissociate him with the history that was alluded to by Dr. Mbofu, uh, Dr. Zambara. Do you think she can distinguish herself and separate herself from that history? I doubt. Uh, In fact, her personality in the past few years, uh, both in Zimbabwe and, uh, and regionally, she doesn't have that cult of a leader. But what she has done, she has managed to uh, use her space within the, 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 the center of power to maneuver her position such that even if she does not become the president herself, she would make sure that the person who will be, will be becoming the president will be allegiant to her. And this way, uh, the Mugabe dynasty may not have a great Mugabe president, but will be the levers of power controlling everything. Well, we're talking about the possibility of uh, Emerson Nangagwa actually leaving ZANU-PF as is advised by the Zimbabwe National Liberation or veterans uh, coming back to you, uh, Simon Muchemwa. It comes back to the issue of opposition might and opposition strength in Zimbabwe. If we do see uh, Emerson actually forging his own path in his political career, but the question is, is the opposition in 
Zimbabwe as strong as it should be. We've seen actually the, the dwindling nature of uh, uh, Morgan Changarai in the public space. Joyce Mujuru has actually made uh, small strides in uh, trying to uh, accelerate her own political might. But is it enough to actually uh, really, really uh, distinguish uh, themselves uh, from uh, ZANU-PF's uh, uh, dominance? Simon? Um, you, you see, the issue in ZANU-PF is, is, is quite... Uh, um, it, it's changing at the moment because uh, when ZANU-PF um, came into power in 1980, um, the way they were doing their politics and the way they are doing their politics now has changed. So you find that um, right now there are so many things that happened between 1980 or even before 1980, before independence and up to this time, that has forced the people like Emerson Mnangagwa, even Joyce Mujuru herself, to see themselves as enemies of uh, other uh, opposition political parties like MBC to such an extent that they have decided not to get into coalition mm. with uh, people like Morgan Changrai because they feel that uh, they want power and the issue here is the game of numbers and the game of power. For everyone who is coming from ZANU-PF, it appears as if these people have got some skeletons in their cupboard. And these people, if you want to look closely, you find that everyone is not castigating Robert Mugabe per se, but they are castigating the system in ZANU-PF. And they are castigating the system under which ZANU-PF exists, but not Robert Mugabe as an individual. Why is that the Why case? Why is that such a, a hyper-celebration of Robert Mugabe? Why are they not seeing him as one of the key players in that system that you highlight, Simon? You would find that these people have uh, walked long distances, uh, long breaths with Robert Mugabe. Mm, mm. Whatever Robert Mugabe was doing, you find that um, uh, these people were actually taking uh, instructions from Robert Mugabe. Because in Zimbabwe, from the history, in 1980, you find Mugabe has always been advocating for one party state. He's always been advocating for one center of power. And the one thing of power was always been, has always been Robert Mugabe. And these people were taking instructions from Robert Mugabe. And before they were chucked out of ZANU-PF, they were not saying anything. My Mjuru, Joyce Mjuru, has never said anything against Robert Mugabe. To a certain extent, this is now giving people a perception that uh, Joyce Mjuru might have done certain things within ZANU-PF or under ZANU-PF or in the name of ZANU-PF that she might not even say openly right now even mm. though she has been chucked out of ZANU-PF. Although she is now sort of in opposition, but she's sort of another branch of ZANU-PF which is fighting ZANU-PF from outside. <laughs> we are also seeing Imason Mnangagwa with the war veterans sort of a bit skeptical in joining the opposition mm. like MDC because they are not really sure whether the MDC is going to embrace them, and even if they were embraced by the MDC, is this going to fortress the, the, the strength in the MDC or not? By the way, you should also remember that Emerson Mnangagwa is one of those people who was key and pivotal during the massacre of people in the Gukura Wundi 
era from mm-hmm. the 1983 up to around 1987, we are not really sure of his... Um, uh, authority and the control of the military mm. and even the Central Intelligence Organization uh, of Zimbabwe by that time, but you find that he was the Minister of State Security. Mm. Those are some of the black spots mm. that Emerson Mnangagwa has in his own life and that will actually end his life uh, politically and that will actually deter him from actually joining political parties like uh, MDC because people are actually asking questions. Mm. Well, what about the past? Mm. If you are to come in today and say you want to fight Robert Mugabe, what about your past? Well, let me take that forward to you, Dr. William Bofu. What do you think of the suggestions made there by Simon Muchemwa uh, speaking about uh, uh, these uh, offshoots of opposition that are coming from ZANU-PF, the fact that the integrity is also being questioned due to the alignment to uh, the Robert Mugabe? Yes, uh, he is spot on, uh, this uh, commentator, because uh, um, as I speak, um, People like Enos Nangaka are spent forces with uh, a dark history. And as um, haughty and as difficult as she is, Grace Mugabe is being quietly celebrated for being able to beat up these bullies and push them aside. Because they represent a dark cultural political um, movement uh, in Zimbabwe that has uh, killed uh, many people, destroyed the economy and everything. And uh, it's also important to notice that her constituency, the people that she's working with, the mm. people that she's wooing, um, actually youth and women in the country, people who have for so many decades been marginalized. Mm. So her political um, language, uh, the constituency that she's targeting, is that constituency that is aggrieved by these old war veterans, patriarchs, and monsters that have really... Uh, massacred uh, people in the country. She might not be the best person, but she has got the tones and the roughness of character to confront these monsters, something which the opposition has not been able to do, which the people within ZANPF have not been able to do. She she is some kind of a political godsend for weak people in the country because she is now standing up to these genocides, these killers. Uh, She's actually well-placed to do that, even to stand up against Mugabe himself as Mugabe's wife and uh, the mother of Mugabe's children. So you should mm. look at her as a force that has been able to do within ZANPF what people outside and inside ZANPF have not been able to do. So she is a lot of political capital for those that want to see change in, in Zimbabwe, unfortunately or fortunately. Well, as we wrap it up, let me come to you, Dr. Webster Zambara. Where do you see the extraordinary ZANU-PF conference or Congress uh, going? It's just around the corner. It's right here in December. Definitely a lot of surprises we might be seeing. I'm even surprised by some of the analysis in this particular show. Your thoughts about what's going to be happening in December? I think we are going to get a clue from the reconfiguration of the Central Committee that is happening this coming weekend. So as provinces have been asked to send in new names for the Central Committee, we are going to identify those that are going to be chugged out uh, for aligning themselves with VP Mnangagwa and those that are going to remain. But um, from what happened in Mashonal and uh, West, where uh, the secretary of the party, Ignis uh, Chombo, 
warned party members not to to uh, accuse each other wantonly. I think I get a sense of trying to manage this transition in a way which may be different from what happened with Mujuru, but certainly some of the old guard are going to leave ZANU-PF now. Well, uh, it sounds almost like South Africa, almost kind of parallel <laughs> to countries. Well, let, let me uh, get your final sentiment, Simon. Yes. What, what do you think is going to be happening moving forward? Uh, we heard the Dr. Zambara bringing uh, into the conversation the issue of uh, the what's going to be taking place this weekend. Um, for as long as Robert Mugabe is there, you find that the journalists who have actually always predicted things that have happened. You would find that um, uh, he, 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 he's a man who is so predictable. Usually, when he starts saying things, he sends other people to do his dirty job, and the old lady has always been sending Grace Mugabe to do his dirty job. Uh, to a certain extent, the issue of fear that uh, Dr. Mpofu has actually uh, been highlighting here is true, especially on Robert Mugabe, but he cannot say it himself, and he actually cannot say it personally that he is fearing for his family, he's fearing for his life, he's fearing for his mm-hmm. interest in business, mm-hmm. his, uh, and so forth. So he has been using his wife. So to a certain extent, it's predictable. The outcome of the conference is predictable. The outcome of the Congress, sorry, is very predictable. She's likely going to take over the reins of the second vice president uh, of the party. But uh, she might not take the reins of the vice presidency of the country Mm, per se mm. because even Mugabe himself is not comfortable Mm. in making sure that the wife is elevated to being the vice president of the country because he knows Mm. what is expected. At the moment, even Mugabe himself at rallies, we have even seen him contradicting his wife openly. The game plan here is Robert Mugabe's plan. Well, let me give uh, Dr. Mpofu the final say. You've got uh, one minute and ten seconds, Dr. Mpofu. I feel like uh, I understand why we always feel so connected to Zimbabwe, South Africans. The politics are almost kind of a mirror image of each other. Yes, I think uh, there is that. There is an attempt to create a season of the women in Southern Africa. But also the season of the women is coming because uh, Southern African leaders, uh, the patriarchs, they have really messed up, which has created a mood where women are considerable as potential leaders. Mm. Uh, and that's why Grace Mugabe will go a long way in Zimbabwean politics because she's seen as this uh, harsh, uh, cocky mother who can stand up and, you know, devarize everyone around and push everyone and. <laughs> We are going to see a lot uh, in that direction. And many women and many youths are going to be attracted to that political gospel of mm. this is our time as women and as youth. So we're going to see an increased and an enhanced movement in that direction. Well, thank you, Jens, for giving me your time. Thank you to Dr. William Bofu joining us on the line. Dr. Webster Zambara, Senior Project Leader at the Institute for Justice and Reconciliation. Simon Muchemwa did a great job as analyst today. He's uh, Channel Africa's uh, correspondent uh, based in Zimbabwe. Well, thank you, Jens. We really appreciate your commentary. It opened my eyes to new dynamics that I never thought were there, so we really appreciate your time. Thank you.